0: Hi, Coffee and Convo listeners, I'm your host, Liz Bullard, and here's a quick ad before we get into our episode. Welcome back, Coffee and Convo listeners. I am your host, Liz Bullard, and this is my podcast where I talk about activism, politics, and wellness with friends, leaders in the community, and other great conversationalists. And this episode, I am joined by the wonderful author, Alexia, and she's going to talk about her journey and one of my passions that I have refound, which is writing. So I'm interested in exploring with her writing and how she's used that as a platform to heal. So thank you, Alexia, for talking with me, and welcome to the Coffee and Combos family.
1: Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you so much; I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, and part of the coffee and combo family. I welcome everybody by asking: Are you a coffee person? Are you a tea person? What's your favorite cup?
1: Oh my god, I had to say a little of both, but if I had to really pick number one it'll be tea because one a lot of the, the benefits, like health benefit wise. But if I really need like a super pick me up to get me through the day, coffee hands down. <laughs> Coffee hands down. Hands down. And you know what? Let's go ahead and uh Yeah, because
0: you already told me about what you're making over there. So let the listeners know what kind of cup are you fixing for this
1: interview right here? Okay, um it's Folgers. Folgers, what's the Folgers? Um uh, K-Pod Hazelnut Cream. I don't know what about hazelnut. It just it just it just such a scent and aroma. You just cannot help but just look and turn like Dang, that smells good. What's that, what's that sick Is it, it, that good? And then, like, creamer? Oh, we can to go down a creamer. Mm-mm, we can to go down a creamer. If, if there is some hazelnut sugar, let me know. Let me know. I will buy some. Girl, let me drink this. <laughs> but so let me ask you because hazelnut does have
0: that warm um quality to it. It's like when I think of hazelnut, I don't know. I kind of go back to like Christmas and that kind of like warm nuttiness. And so kind of just in our brief conversation, like you seem to be like this warm, comforting person. So like, is, is that you?
1: Is that who you are? I will say yes. I will say that's yes. Because, um, and you know, I've kept thinking, we kept thinking about that nutty. I kept thinking peanut butter. Mm. I kept thinking peanut butter. And I'll tell you why. Because one day I, I I don't know. I just like let me just get a smoothie with peanut butter in it. I don't know why. I just want this one of peanut butter. Also, it just stuck to me, and I think it was just the taste, the mm-hmm. texture of it. And it's just like okay, I got to I got to start adding peanut butter in almost everything. I have peanut butter cheesecake, Reese's. You can't oh go wrong. My right goodness, there. that sounds so good, girl, girl. But um, the question, I'll say yes, and I I'll say why say why because I think. I didn't if I I didn't think I was nutty. I didn't think I was to be honest with you. But one thing I did know was I like to be goofy. I like to have fun. I like to chill and get nutty, but not like in a weird psychological, you <laughs> crazy way. I just I just love to chill. Just just have fun, be goofy, you know, just relax, you know. Eat something different, you know, just have just chill. Just chill, just mentally. chill chill.
0: and like that's so important especially when we kind of talk about healing and healing through writing and sometimes you do you have to remember to have that goofiness and that nuttiness sometimes to make it through and so um please tell the 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 listeners about who you are Alexia and
1: about your books because you not
0: only have one but you have multiple
1: Yes, ma'am. Well, my name is Alexia Linash Bartholomew. I'm originally from Los Angeles, California, and I came to um, Texas, by way, of military. So after the military, I decided to stay in Texas because no disrespect to California. Love the beach, love the food, but the cost of living. No, mm -mm, I had to go. Bye bye. Um, After uh, military, I stayed around Fort Hood area and then about 2018, Mm -hmm. I moved to San Antonio, and so it's been a big blessing because I'm a big fan of diversity, mm. and um, I love cultures, and plus I love SeaWorld, so <laughs> um, you, you need, you need you know, if you're not going to Orlando one, San Diego, go to the San Antonio one, you will not regret it. Um, I love diversity because, like, in L.A., diversity is mm-hmm. big, and so I love the choices of cultures, different cultures, like Germany, English, Britain but also the choices of food mm. <laughs> as an experience. Yes. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, other than that, um, besides wrote, wrote a couple of books, I read a couple of poems actually. And I did think I was going to be doing writing to be honest with you. And um, my first poem was actually, um, actually for a class, and I think it was psychology class, and so I decided to write the title "I Am Ego Watch Me Sore," and I just started writing. Like it was just, it was like second nature. Mm. And I started writing about you know the things that I've seen and things that I witnessed, the things I went through, and it was just really like wow, like I really came a long way. And so I, I did, I'm gonna call reading it. But when I read for another class, I found out um, somebody had came to me and said they had been through the same thing, especially with the sexual abuse. So it wasn't like cockiness, but it was all like a, I can relate. And so I didn't have, I had no idea what it was going to take me, but all I know is when I write something, especially something I'm very passionate about, mm-hmm. or it's like I really got my system is amazing the results that's on paper and then when it's read and the response to how people can relate to it, mm-hmm. it it's it's well worth it it's well worth it
0: there's something freeing about writing so like um yes. i had um a fellow podcaster um evette walker positively joy on and we were talking mm-hmm. about self-care and you know especially when you are yes. in jobs that are strenuous and kind of thinking about is it enough and Um, long story short, Mm -hmm. she has part of this writing group. And so I started attending and kind of writing and writing for self-care and all of that. And there is just such a freeness in writing because you you get to kind of go back to those roots of being a kid and being silly and making up stories and having characters and all these different things. And so um, again, I'm just really excited about this conversation and especially how you fell in love with writing. And so um, did you always know that you wanted to be a writer? Was writing something that you loved as a kid, hated, hated as a kid?
1: Tell us a little bit about your journey with writing. I never thought I'd be a writer, never did. But I'll tell you this, when I was in high school, um, there was a, you know, I don't don't know if you heard a class called Creative Mm -hmm. Writing and, we had to do a poet, like do poetry. we had like a poet session in a class. It was so fun. And I did two poems and I don't know, I cannot remember all that I said, but all I knew is people were into it. And at the time it was just a fun, like, okay, just have fun, you know, be goofy. But um, when I did the first rector, the I Am Eagle poem was written, it was like, wow, but then when I did, um, a poem called, I can't dare say God don't love me. I knew it was onto something because it came from a person, a place in my life where I messed up like so many times and just to put it on paper and say, look, this is how I really feel. It was like, kind of like, it, it like an intimacy was built from it. And, um, there's been other poems i read along the way, but one thing I can say about the poems that I have written, it's always been an intimate point. It, it's always been an like an honesty. Mm-hmm. Like this is therapy for me. And so it's like the more I write out what I'm feeling, and not just, you know, the good part, but like this is why I'm really feeling the negativity, mm-hmm. the, um, the sadness, the depression. It really says, okay, this is what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. Because... Um, for years I really didn't say much because of what I've been through and so sometimes you feel like you really have no voice mm. and so writing poetry in a way came a voice, came an outlet for me and so we came through in the books I'll be mean, honest with you, I never thought we would write writing books either it came another outlet for me so um, writing has been an outlet for me and I'm glad that I use it when it's necessary mm-hmm. it's really been it's really been helping me a lot in a way i probably don't know yet but i know it's beyond it's beyond me it's definitely beyond me so i'm glad i'm able to do that
0: i i love that and i, I love how you said it gives you this voice and this freedom because you know mm-hmm. whether you decide to share it with the world or just with yourself it is you being Mm. vulnerable and honest with yourself. You know, there's no judgment there. It's you being so mindful and so in the present with how you feel and articulating it on paper. And that's such a wonderful Mm. experience. And it seems like that was such a healing experience for you. And so, you know, tell us a little bit about, you have poems and then you have books. I mean, how Mm -hmm. was the process of writing poetry versus writing books? which did you like more or were they just two just different platforms that were like you know what I like poetry but I also like writing I mean how was that for you
1: it definitely is it's, um I'll say a little both um with poetry it's like it's almost like that moment it's like a moment where it's like the intimacy mm-hmm. like feel you can't tell nobody can't talk to nobody but we put it on paper it's like okay it's always saying, okay, you're my witness. Here's my secret. Mm-hmm. I'm sharing with you. And then when it came to writing a book, I won't say it took more time because one, I want to make sure when I write it, it's something that people can relate mm-hmm. to. And it'll be something that will stand out and will catch the reader's attention. And so when I did the first book of uh, father gave me the heart, um, it was really kind of weird because I was, I was always praying, you know, father, give me heart for a lot of things. And so when I started, you know, writing it, I'm thinking, okay, poem thing. Okay. Sermon. Then it seemed like the list got longer and it wasn't just concerning me. It was like with life marriage, I'm like, okay, this is about to be a book. And so what I ended up doing was, you know, finding scriptures and so, once that got attached, like okay, good, but I didn't, I didn't want to go. You know how you don't want to put a lot of pages in mm-hmm. a book, but at the same time, it's necessary. And um, one of the ladies that helped me was, um, was her name Kima Cole. and I thank God for her. She's been a big encouragement to me. She said, "Be intimate, like you know, intimacy, you know, be uh, like trans, like relate, transparency." And so, when I started adding that part in, it made more sense. Because some people may say, okay, I'm seeing this as scripture, but mm, that no that nothing moves mm. him. But when I'm able to put in the reason why I put it, and sometimes it just be just Holy Ghost revelation, and sometimes it's just from personal experience, it gives them something to chew on. Mm. Because um I know for me looking back now, I still have to say giving the heart. Um, if not with humility, forgiving people. Um, whew, whew, whew. Let's say that's a lot of stuff, a lot of lists. And even, um, I remember praying, saying one my prayer, like, Pray, changing areas don't think need change. That also spoke volumes. Um, praying, you know, to live and not die. That was probably the most strongest one because their time, I was like, I'm here. Yeah physically I'm here but I wasn't living mm-hmm. I wasn't here and so to be able to write a book like that that just said it said a lot and um also it kind of showed what was in me because I didn't think I could do that but just being able to go through that process right. was like wow that's
0: not bad ain't bad at all Absolutely. and I, I love how you talked about like that you were living but you weren't here you weren't present and like, when you yeah. are writing, you have to be present because you are seeing yes. the scene completely. Yes, you're, like, you're seeing it, you're hearing it, you're using your sentences, you are there. And especially when you're writing mm. about your own experiences, which could be traumatic, it brings you right yeah. back there and you're reliving mm. the, 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 the scene a second time. Mm. And so yes. how was that for you, reliving these traumatic things again?
1: well um if i i'll be lying say oh it was pgs cream <laughs> God, forgive me hell no it was not easy at all it was really like a, a kind of, you know how like you're reliving a like a traumatic event and see like you just kind of takes like a like a dark deep depressed right. low area and it really takes a mirror like, like great guy say hey come on get back up get back up get back up um it was hard because even though i've been through therapy Prayer and all, poems and all, it seemed like it still bothered me because mm-hmm. I didn't want to touch that area, but I didn't want to be numb mm-hmm. either. And for me, um, when I mentioned about in the um, book about sexual abuse, I, um, and I've tried to say myself, and I wrote this part, so forgive me, like Mary got kicked in every now and then. I had realized, because I had fought a lot of boys. Um, in junior high, um, equal opportunity. <laughs> and um, <laughs> equal opportunity. I, 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 I got to be honest. I was fighting boys a lot from elementary to junior high because um, I got tired of it. And I think there was a situation one boy, well, actually it was two guys, actually, um, where I had was going to a classroom and seeing like that I was being blocked. i didn't know why and it kind of hit me like they must want something i'm like no i'm not I'm like no we ain't going through this again so if i gotta fight you get the class i'm gonna fight you get the class but i didn't know it stemmed from the sexual abuse that i've been through Mm -hmm. i didn't know and so it was like fine was kind of like my um mechanism and fine was kind of like i'm taking out on you what i've been through right Cause um, right. uh, let's just say um, if you ask some guy, they'll tell you like, yeah, she knocked a she knocked a brother out. Like, yeah, I did. I had to. But um, one thing I think kind of softened me was um, uh, don't know your heart. movie called Dolores Claiborne mm. by Stephen King. And um, for those who are not familiar, it was about uh about a lady and about a story uh, around her family. And um the dad passed away, but as the movie continually goes, it shows the events what happened between the daddy and the daughter. And I had watched this second time. Yeah. And I saw a scene where he told his daughter to, you know, kind of warm him mm-hmm. up. And it clicked like I like that happened to me too. Mm. And I'm gonna be honest with you, that same night I told my mom like something had happened, and even though she had called one of my uncles years ago, she didn't know it had went on for years. Mm-hmm. And so that really was a like a breakthrough for me because I think for me like the sex abuse had occurred so many years. I just kind of numbed up, right, right, and I'm like just hurt. So I'm like just hurry up, get it over with because I thought they kept getting raped so much, I can't get violated so much, and touch inappropriately and not just by one but it was like by a couple of family members it's like what's the use Mm. and so to be able to kind of say hey this did happen right it's all like saying okay Alexia you do have a soul you can't it's like Alexia it's okay you're alive now you made it through um it was just really I think they didn't want to feel right because feeling equaled pain for a long time. Yeah. Um, I think about five years. About five years. And it was just kind of weird how it was going from it wasn't was it one uncle, it was another uncle, um, a cousin, um, a house. We'll stay at our family's house. And then one of the guys that lived there would get me in the middle of the night. i was like, it's like first it's like okay, why but It's like you're trying to grasp like okay, what is about mm. me. That's like saying okay um you know you know get a sample you no know, have, you know use her at your what term called um at the guinea right. pig. And I just I didn't know why. I kept being at Target but it just kept happening and happening. And so when it stopped I was like thank you Jesus. It's, I, I don't know how much I was taken. Mm-hmm. I knew and I wanted to stop mm-hmm. because it, it I mean for a body for a kid, I don't care a kid or adult, when our body first experiences trauma, it shake, it changes you forever. Mm-hmm. And I always had to tell my body, even when I'm getting blood drawn, or if I get an eye pop, I just say they're here to help you, not hurt mm-hmm. you. And I did think I had to say that, but um I remember watching an um a podcast about um body yeah. trauma and how the body really still remembers yes. the trauma and so when i start, i watched that was like you know what then start telling my body it's okay because i could tell it will get feisty it would get defensive would be like hey what's this um i don't know you uppercut to the gut well you know not like <laughs> but like yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, it's really took it took some time, and it still is to this day. It still is, but it's okay though. It is okay, girl. This big girl got me all hot. Girl, I didn't sip this coffee. Why did I <laughs> add the sugar? Look, I have added sugar.
0: <laughs> but you know, thank you so much for being so vulnerable because I also in writing, it's like it gives people permission to talk about it because sometimes yes. our pain becomes so hidden and like you yes. said that vulnerability in writing about it it's like I'm giving myself permission to acknowledge it and for other people to talk about yes. it
1: yes yes ma'am thank you and I, I appreciate that because I, I'll be honest with you I don't try to share everything with everybody especially social media <laughs> guys. but when it came to writing this book I knew I would have to share me mm. and um, most people tell you, even if you looked on my Facebook profile, I don't really um, like share a lot of personal mm-hmm. stuff. You may see me you know picture of hairdos and, and you know share a couple posts, mm-hmm. but other than that, that's about it. So for me to really go in, really kind of dive into my soul, basically, right. and then pop it all out, that is a process mm-hmm. within itself. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll be honest with you. Um, I would say I would wish to put a bad pun anybody mm-hmm. at all. Because the things I went through and to write it out, I um I would say it was probably the hardest, the hardest because one, even though I told my story through therapy, mm-hmm. to tell it to the whole world it's like, okay, I'm gonna tell on me. Mm and not only was I telling the world what i've been through but i was sharing my feelings of what my what i went through how i felt before it happened mm-hmm. after it happened and even the therapy the recovery or my view towards men were because i ain't gonna lie i thought black no respect black men i thank god for y'all but there are times i thought black men were just out for the body
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there are times I' like okay I'll be like hey who are you um what's your motive what's your intentions and it wasn't towards a, any other color but black men mm-hmm. and um after the therapy I went through uh, cognitive but they, cognitive behavioral therapy it shifted and um I had to realize not all black men are out for the body not all black men Was sexual relief. Not all black men just want wham bam thinking, man. Not all black men are rapists. Not all black men are child molesters. Mm -hmm. It took some time to really say it's okay, Alexa. It's okay. Not all black men like that. Even though I was raped by Mm -hmm. them, not all black men were like that. So I am, I'm grateful for the process.
0: That is so beautiful um yeah and it's so beautiful that you still smile and you still laugh in spite of all that and that you were able to find your healing by being completely you right you know i think it's sometimes with healing we're like oh we have to do this or we have to do things yes you you really went on your own journey
1: and and that's yes yes ma'am thank you and um looking back now um I'm glad I went, even though I don't like what I went through, I'm glad I went through the therapy. Mm-hmm. Because there are times I was going through um, different therapies, but it was like, I wasn't getting that breakthrough that I mm-hmm. needed. And I knew I wanted to move on from the mm-hmm. pain. And so, when I went through the um, cognitive therapy, mm-hmm. um, what I love about the that strategy is where you talk about what were your feelings when it happened, and then like you kind of break it down and I'll tell you, that therapy helped me out a lot mm. because it kind of shut, really kind of calmed down the, um, not just the fear, but kind of like the paranoia mm. of being around men of color. It it shut down a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of uncomfort. Mm-hmm. It really helped me understand, okay, this is where I was feeling. Because I think sometimes we're taught, you know, toughen up or say middle terms, suck it up, drive on, don't feel mm-hmm. nothing. But there's a time when the body say, "No, we need to release, we need to unnum because not we're gonna self destruct." And I, for me, I think if I did not say how I felt, I will self destruct. Right. And um, and I'm glad I, w- I went through that because I don't think it's encouraged a lot because we're taught, you know, it's a, it's not encouraged a lot, especially us. Black women, it's right. not encouraged. Right. And so to be able to say, Hey, this is how I felt, and to even write out how I felt, and not just with the sexual abuse, but even with um with the men and then all the other chapters, it's one thing to say, Hey, they did this, but also learn to say hey, this is what I did also. Mm. And so when I did the second book, I wanted to be honest with myself because I did not just want to say, Hey, they did this, but I want to say, look, I played a part as too. Not the sexual abuse. Hell, no. No. Hell to the dog. <laughs> Not that part. But we came to, with the men, the relationships, I knew I had to tell myself mm. because it's one thing to say, hey, they did this, they did that. But I was like, no. They would tell you the signs, the flags, the patterns. Mm. Because I felt like if I did not say that part, then that then that would really um, not gave the the authenticity of the book. Mm. That was said. Okay, you're faking it, and I did not want fake in that chapter. I was like, no, I won't tell on me because mm. I want people to know, like, hey, you're not the only one who's seen the flags and didn't want to let a person go because you didn't want to be alone. No, I'm like, no, I won't tell on me and. Um, it's really heal. I, I can lie to you. You say about healing. Um, it's definitely been a healing. It really has, and um, I mean, there's still other layers of healing going on, but I think majority's out the way now. So now it's just the, the other areas. But um, um, it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful writing something that's you can say, hey, I did it. i'm um, hey, I made it through. um made some mistakes, but hey. Here I am. And so kind of
0: transitioning a little bit and talking about that writing process, you know, you have to
1: wait. <laughs> Doggy, um, come on now. Come, can you get a few more minutes, please? Can, we, can she get a few more minutes, okay?
0: Uh, <laughs> so tra- transitioning into the writing process and thinking about um, yourself, your you self-published. So what was that journey like?
1: um i'll be honest with you i'm not planning to go that route but um what had happened was when i did the first book and i had sent out the different publishers i had offers to write the book i had offers to publish the book i mean i've been covered from top to bottom but the money was not there mm-hmm. and so for a couple of years the first book was dormant like nobody else knew about it and so one day I was at a book club and um, I had mentioned about, you know, I have a book, I want to get published, just don't have the money. Mm-hmm. And um, the pastor's wife said, hey, go through Amazon, you can publish it, do it for free. I was like, thank you, Jesus. That same night I went on Amazon, went through uh, KDP and um, Father Gave Heart was born. And um, that was in 2020, early 2020. And um, I was just like amazed, like, wow, I actually did a book. It was just wow.
0: And you did it, it on awesome. your own. And, you know, oh, even that talking thing about, like, you know, you, you went to publishers and had to kind of take a, a break and find another path. I think, yeah. just like healing isn't linear, right? Like, there's ups and downs, there's pauses, there's step backs. Yeah. Even when we're pushing yeah. forward with our projects, whether that's writing a book, yeah. whether that's business sometimes it's not linear. Sometimes you go forward, you go up, you go back, you go sideways, you go curve, you go this way and that way. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's yeah, all over yeah. and, and it's okay. If your journey isn't straight through, it's okay. If yes. your journey has bumps, it's okay. If your journey has stops. And, and I, I love that about your
1: process and about your journey. Thank you so much. And, um, I just, I, I will say this. I don't know what would happen with the traditional route. Um, but looking back now, um, I'm glad I went the route of the route I'm at now because it gave me a chance to communicate with others because uh, I'm mean, honest with you, if you say, hey, you want to do sales? I'm like, nope, I'm good to go. We need to do a quota. I'm like, nope, I'm good to go. This route can me get out that. Mindset, like uh no you gonna have to you need to push this book um you're responsible for this book you need to get the word out about the book and so it had to really get me out that independent Mm. zone like get the word out and so um it meant you know reaching out different bookstores uh different radio stations and i'm grateful that i did that because it got me out of a a, i'm gonna say a corner Mm -hmm. kind of out of the comfort zone Mm. because i think look back now if i did go traditional i'll be in a comfort zone so the self-published route got me out the comfort zone so um um it's taught me networking taught me communications and and it's gave me a chance to really interact out with with the people more so it's it's been worth it it's really been worth it it's it's kind of like you
0: took this experience that was out of your control and you took control yes. of it in so many different ways. So, congratulations yes, to you. Ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Is there a part of your book or one of them that you would like to read and share with the listeners? Hmm.
1: Wow, that's a good question. Um, let's see. So I got this one right by me. I'm gonna sit, let's see here. And the name of this book let's is me. You're not the, You're only, not one. the only one. Right. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Uh, let's see here. Um I'm gonna really go with the um I'm gonna read the introduction. You know. Um we myself and the readers may never have said those words. I'm the only one that's gone through the situation or has gone through that type of relationship out loud. But we definitely have said it in our minds. This book is dedicated to those who felt like that they were the only mm-hmm. one that has been heard. Cheat on etc as you the reader will start turning the page you will see that some events in my in my life that may seem similar to the experiences you have you had during childhood and as an adult i will say this i don't know what it's like to be strung out on drugs nor super boozed while still maintaining a job and raising a family but I definitely do know what it's like to be adre- be addicted to someone and something to where it's just about to sue me from leaving earth. May you, the reader, be blessed and encouraged while reading my experiences that most people would not discuss. May it make, may it make you better, not better, stronger, and make you realize that the experiences that were supposed to have broken you or oh, made you into the individual that you are today.
0: That's beautiful. And, and I Thank love you.
1: that it was from the perspective of
0: you're not alone. Because often I think experiences can make you feel like you're alone because you can't talk about them. Um, you want to be numb. Yes, you don't want to acknowledge it. And so you've really kind of given people the permission to say you're not alone and, and we can go yes, on ma'am. this journey together. Yes, ma'am.
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am yes ma'am
0: alexia this has been wonderful is there anything you want to leave the readers uh, the readers <laughs> the listeners with before i ask you my last question
1: um just to encourage that they're not the only one that they're not the only one who been through some things and even if um certain people may th- try to discourage discourage um, anyone from really voicing something out. Um, don't be, don't lock into it, because I know for me um, when I got, when I gave family hands up about the first book, that family was going to be discussed, there was a um, kind of like a rule of don't do it, but I was like, um, I don't care. Mm. I'm going to tell my story anyway. Mm. But, um, do not be afraid to tell your story and that even though people may not agree with what you're saying or may lash out because you share, you were shedding light on something that they probably went through mm-hmm. and just never brought to light, still share because somebody is going to be encouraged by your story, whether it's by a person that you wanted, wanted somebody to hear from it don't, but somebody is all going to be encouraged and blessed by your story because it's going to bring them out. And that's
0: also a good point because when people go on their journey of healing, other people might not want mm-hmm. you to tell their story because it rises up something in them, right? That they're not ready to deal with and and that's yes, for them to deal with, but not for you. And like, don't be afraid to go mm-hmm. on your journey of healing for you because, you know, yes, have. you have to, you know, it. you don't have to live in that pain. You can get your deliverance yes. and you do not have to ask permission to get your own deliverance.
1: Girl, say say that. Girl, say that. Oh, 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 Hold up! What, what, where hold up. Oh, oh my God, I girl, you need to put that on. You need to put a hashtag. You would need to, you. hashtag. You don't. Need to you don't have an ask Deliverance. Girl, girl. girl, let me tell you something. I'm gonna try tomorrow. I don't say look past. I'm gonna interview you today. This girl said something to me that people go it go it go it gonna bring people out. You ain't got ask for the li- oh, girl. Okay, girl, 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 Let me drink. Look good, Look, You gonna ask, go ask this question? I'm gonna drink this. Go. Does your book Ooh. have this big
0: personality like you have? Do we get a little a little bit of that Ooh. in your book? What?
1: Oh yeah. Um, i will say this about me. Um, when you read. The um the second book, both books, but particularly the second book, um I'm gonna push some buttons and I'm gonna say some stuff. Um you can be like, okay, you said that, yes, I said it, and um there are times where I believe some relationships where somebody was violated by somebody, where of the same sex or opposite sex, I felt like because I was hurt by. Her by either opposite sex or the same sex, that must mean I'm gay. That's not true. And the reason why I'm saying it because that's the attacks was on my mind. And I wanna encourage anybody. Um, I don't care if you're gay. I'm not gonna beat you down. But for me it's an understanding. And if you went there out because you would because you was violated, um, how about this come email me because I want to talk to you and I'm not going to say, Oh, Jesus, they deliver? Cause you you know, you are get delivered, but there are times I think a reason why a lot of people went that route because they're violated, whether, you know, girl, a lady violated by a guy or a guy was violated by another guy. It, I'm not going, I'm not going to make the left there because there's a reason why. And then there are times because, someone was violated and felt like hey i must be called be that way and that's not true so um i encourage the reader i don't care what gender i don't care what your preference are um you want more understanding you know ask questions um they can email me and i'll give you all the information but i just want to um encourage the readers they're not the only one you're not the only one struggled You're not the only one and you'll make it. That's beautiful. And and I
0: love how you even touched upon, um, especially because sometimes in the black and brown community, it's taboo to talk about homosexuality. And I love how you talked Mm. about how you thought, you know, your, your sexual orientation was based on what you went through and that struggle. um, Because again, Mm. people are not alone. And um, so thank you for being so vulnerable to discuss how, your experience influenced your sexual orientation and your sexual journey because I think those can be really hard topics to discuss and explore and thank you for being vulnerable
1: you're welcome you are so welcome you are so welcome
0: um listeners Alexia's information will be in this episode bio but in case they miss it Alexia please tell them where they can connect with you and where they can find your books well, uh,
1: social media wise, uh, Facebook and Instagram um, under the name author Lexi Lex, um, A U T H O R L E X. Excuse me, I almost misspelled my name. All right, on the real though, um, A U T H O R L E X I L E X, all small caps. Um, email wise, um, author Lexi Lex at gmail.com, all small caps or y'all can swing to my website um dot sites and i'm gonna spell that thing out too um dot and that's spelled l- e x i e-a-g l e period g o d a d y s i t e s dot C O L. Woo! <laughs> okay, uh, what spell be champion? We're going <laughs> to talk. We did a whole spelling bee for us. Yeah, yes, ma'am, because that's a lot of letters, but Yes, yeah, that's how y'all can reach me.
0: Absolutely. And so, listeners, it will also be in this episode bio. Um, please go out there and be about your own healing. Um, that's Alexia, yeah, this was wonderful. And my last question is what's in your cup? And this is where I ask my listeners and my guests, what are three things that you're adding in your cup to get you through your day and your week? And Alexia is over here doing her dance. So while you finish your dance and think about your answer, I will give you mine. So in my cup, I am adding peace. Uh, I think you always need peace in your cup. Um, I'm adding joy because even though these are some hard topics, this was a very joyful conversation. Um, And I am adding, what is the next thing that I need? I am, you know what? I really, if I can get some writing done uh, this weekend, I will feel complete. I will feel at peace and I will feel joyful. So I'm adding peace, joy, and writing to my cup so that I can have a better day
1: and a better week. Alexia what about you well I will say laughter
0: mm. I'll add laughter
1: because I've learned where there's been very depressed moments of those moments I'll always find some um, something to let like comedy laughing material and it makes a big difference um, definitely peace mm. I've learned within the last couple of months it's one thing we have you can find when it's like a lot of loudness a lot of noise. But when there's such a quietness and a peace, it makes a big difference. And there's something else I want to add I want to say faith. Mm. And here's why not just um, church wise, but because it takes a faith to believe that you can really make it, a faith to mm-hmm. believe that you could do things that people never saw you doing. And the reason why I say faith, because it took a faith to write the poems. It took right. a faith to write the books. It took a faith to even reach out to you. So I say faith, um, faith, 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 faith. It may seem scary. may seem uncomfortable. Faith, because faith can go a long way. And um, faith, really faith been resolved the right faith. Faith makes a difference. Real faith makes a difference
0: absolutely such a beautiful cup and such a beautiful conversation um, oh, please do not be a stranger to coffee and combos let us know what you are up to <laughs>
1: girl, look, look, let, let me tell you this if you want to do another segment girl let me know I will, we'll lock it in a date we'll lock it in Listen, girl Let's, Okay, right. listeners
0: find Alexia on Instagram Facebook find her books and remember to find coffee and combos on Facebook Instagram and the website take care and Alexia thank you
1: Thank you so much, girl. You have a great time. Thank you.